Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. Ever since the Paris Climate Agreement was signed in 2015, the oil and gas industry has actually grown larger. Profits are soaring, production is climbing, and oil giants are making big bets on fossil fuels. That's Politico's Ben Lefebvre. And to be clear, the industry wasn't exactly facing a gloomy future back in 2015. But now... The reality is oil and gas producers are really thriving, even though countries are pushing green agendas. And that's something climate negotiators will have to account for at the upcoming UN climate talks at the end of this month. Today, we chat with Ben about how, as COP28 approaches, big oil is bigger than ever. It's Wednesday, November 22nd. Since the Paris Accord, the U.S. oil industry, with one big exception being the COVID pandemic kind of bad times, has really taken off. We're hitting record high oil production this year, and the U.S. LNG industry has really expanded quite a bit. In fact, we're now we're seeing a little bit of blowback from people who are thinking the industry, the LNG export industry is expanding a little bit too much. But in those two ways, we're seeing the fossil fuel industry really kind of doing gangbusters business since Paris was signed last decade. So that's really interesting because we know that, of course, since the Paris Climate Agreement, several countries have ramped up their commitments to fight climate change, and that includes drastically reducing reliance on fossil fuels. So why is it that we've still seen this growth from oil and gas companies? It seems like there are a number of factors based on your reporting. Yeah, the main factor is I think that the war in Ukraine really set off this anxiety about, kind of to use the jargon, energy security. I mean, I think when the Paris Accord was first signed, you know, people were kind of comfortable that they'd always have some form of energy available. But once Russia invaded Ukraine and we saw this huge market shift, particularly in Europe, away from Russian oil and away from Russian gas, and then they had to go find alternate sources, I think that really scared a lot of people. So what we're seeing is this sense, in the short term anyway, that going to EVs might be good, going to solar and wind, you know, all fine. But People are scared of not being able to like heat their homes, basically. So I, I think that was one of the reasons that this idea that we were going to suddenly transition to renewable energy, you know, 100% renewable energy, has really taken a back seat. Now the driving force is people want to make sure they have access to energy and they want it so it's not becoming a question of food, medicine, or fuel. Interesting. And just to kind of take it back to home, we know that oil companies have also fared pretty well, specifically under the Biden administration, even though we also know the Biden administration has made climate change a big priority. So can you explain why oil has done so well in the U.S. specifically? Well, it's kind of interesting. They campaigned on the idea that they were going to have this huge energy transition and Biden was going to ban oil and gas production on federal land. They never really quite did that, even before the war in Ukraine. But what they have been doing is they've been more, a little bit more pragmatic, I guess you would say, on how far they can push the energy transition before things start breaking. So you saw Biden approve the big Willow oil project in Alaska. You've seen you know LNG exports really take off under him. And these aren't necessarily because of anything Biden has been doing. It's been more of what he's not been doing. He hasn't come 
come out and just try to put the kibosh on fossil fuel production. So I think just the general course of where markets are going, the idea that Europe has been needing a lot of U.S. energy, you know, more than it might have if Russia never crossed into Ukraine. I think that's been the major driver. The Biden folks are kind of making plans for renewable energy to become bigger and expand a lot more in the coming years, but they haven't really done anything that would really kill fossil fuel demand in the near future. Another thing that the White House and Democrats in general have been doing is under the Inflation Reduction Act, they made a lot of money available for technologies that oil companies could get into. So like geothermal energy, which is basically just drilling, that's something oil companies already do. And you're seeing companies like Chevron really lean into that. You also see a lot of money for carbon management, you know, carbon capture and storage technologies. And that's something Exxon's really getting into. So you can see where some of these companies are maybe hedging their bets a little bit using IRA money to expand their their business portfolios. And to be clear, you note in your reporting that the long-term outlook for fossil fuels could still turn out to be cloudy. Could you explain why that is? Yeah, I mean, we are seeing record growth in solar and wind and development and, you know, EV adoption. So there are a lot of things on the horizon that, you know, you could see continually eating into the fossil fuel market, even in the US. I mean, in Europe, I think it's actually going quite a bit faster. You're still seeing some companies like Exxon kind of hedge their bets and getting into carbon management, or you know, even as we saw, I think last week or two weeks ago, Exxon saying it was going to invest in a big lithium mine to help produce the raw materials for batteries. But that every, every company is doing that. So you'll see maybe a little bit more consolidation in the industry eventually, where it's going to be fossil fuels may be one choice, but it's not necessarily going to be the only choice or the even the major choice for where folks get their energy. Also, on Tuesday, the Biden administration announced what it's calling the single largest investment ever in environmental justice. EPA is putting $2 billion from the Inflation Reduction Act toward projects in communities facing disproportionate pollution and environmental harms. The projects covered by the program include community-led pollution monitoring, fighting extreme heat, reducing indoor air toxins, and more. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Normal Malichael is the podcast producer. Kara Tabor edited the podcast this week. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. And that's our show. We'll be off for Thanksgiving this Thursday and Friday, but we'll be back to our normal schedule on Monday, November 27th. I'm Catherine Morehouse. Talk soon. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.